0: You're listening to three and thirty takeaways for Moms, and this podcast is sponsored by Bombas. Bomba's mission is simple: make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. I'd like to tell you a personal story about how our family discovered this amazing company. I have a child who shall remain unnamed, who has very smelly feet. <laughs> Every time this child would take off their shoes, everyone in the family would about die from the stench, and I'd had enough, so I googled best socks for children's smelly feet. One of the options that came up was Bombas, and even though they were more of an investment than the junky socks that I usually bought for my kids at Walmart, I decided it was worth it to give these premium socks a chance. Oh my word, friends, this choice was a life changer. Not only did Bomba socks solve my child's stinky feet problem, but they became a favorite of the entire family. Every single one of us now only wears Bombas because they are soft, seamless, and tagless with a luxury, cozy feel. They stay put on your feet and calves so you don't have to worry about them sliding down or bunching up awkwardly. They are truly the most comfortable, durable socks ever. If you'd like to try these magical socks or their equally cozy t-shirts and underwear, Go to bombas.com slash 3 and 30 and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B O M B A S dot com slash 3 and 30 for 20% off. Bombas dot com slash 3 and 30. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. As moms, our lives can often feel full to the point of bursting. Sometimes we feel busy in good ways. Our lives are full of people we love, hobbies we love, and commitments we have purposefully chosen. Other times we feel busy in overwhelming ways. Our lives are full of to-do lists, messes, commitments we don't actually want to be doing, and management of all of the moving parts of family life without much reward. How can we manage all of this better? Well, in today's episode, we're going to be focusing on actionable ways to create more time as a busy mom, and not just for the sake of doing more, but rather for the sake of living more fully. My guest is one of my dearest friends and a returning guest of the podcast, Candy Kid. You may remember Candy from episode one of this show. Yes, the very first episode of 3 and 30, where she taught us how to get unmotivated kids to help around the house. A few months later, in episode 22, she came back to teach us cleaning strategies for the naturally messy mom. And that has been one of the most downloaded episodes of the podcast ever, so I guess we have some naturally messy moms in our community. I know I am one. If you missed either of those episodes, make sure you go back to listen, and I'll link them in the show notes, because Candy is truly a master of building family systems and productivity at home. Today, she's back on the podcast to teach us some practical strategies for saving time in our lives as moms. This is part one of a two-part series with Candy this month, and I can't wait for all of us to learn from her. So with no further ado, here's my conversation with one of my favorite friends, Candy Kid. Candy, welcome back to 3 and 30. We love having you.
1: Thank you, Rachel.
0: It's so fun to have you back on. This is your appearance number three, and we're going to do a double header. You're going to do one this week and one next week about a couple of your areas of expertise, productivity this week and organization next week. So I know the moms listening are excited because I don't know of a mom who doesn't want some tips on those two different topics. So thank you for being here. And before we get going, can you tell us a little bit about your current life and why you need to have some productivity tactics going on to manage it?
1: Yes. So I have three kids and a husband, and we recently moved from Oregon to be closer to Boston Children's for my five-year-old daughter. And we are starting a little hands-on learning farm. This is called the KIND Farm. It stands for Kids in Need of Dirt. And so we have miniature donkeys, a miniature Jersey cow that we get to milk every morning, and we're making learning gardens. And just, I wouldn't say I want a busy life, but I want a full life. Like, I want it to be bursting with animals and kids and stuff. And Mm -hmm. so that's what we're doing right now.
0: Before we started the interview, Candy told me she is surrounded by so much cuteness right now that she almost started crying the other day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy. Between the cute kids and the little donkeys and the little cow and the bunnies, I'm just like, I can't take it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I love it. And I love the the shift that you made there between busy life versus full life. And we all want to have full lives full of the things that we love to do that really mean the most to us. Yeah. But how do we manage it all? How do we fit it all in? You know, and that's what we're going to be discussing a little bit of today.
1: Yeah. So a while back, I saw a commercial that really caught my attention. And it's random, but it was a home improvement store commercial. And it said something on the lines of like, someday you'll paint that bathroom someday you'll take care of your overgrown yard someday you'll clean out the garage and then the commenter piped in someday sounds busy Mm -hmm. and I laughed but I also kind of stood there in a panic because I'm like a someday kind of gal like someday when I have lots of energy and time and money and on and on then I'll do x y and z and I think like the bathroom can wait But what can't wait is that like someday I will notice my little boy light up when he talks about his Legos or someday I will savor my food and my environment around me. Or someday I will look into my husband's eyes when he's talking to me instead of my phone. Mm. And I started to really worry that when I looked back at my life, it was going to be me looking for my car keys and that (laughs) my most sincere prayers would be that I make it to the gas station in time before I run out of gas.
0: That sounds so familiar. It's like we're the same person.
1: Yes, we are <laughs> And I didn't want my life to look like a game of whack-a-mole where I was ping-ponging from one emergency to another, constantly putting out one fire in anticipation of another one popping up. Mm. And so what I want for my life is I want it to be filled with belly laughs until I'm crying, and I want to read picture books with a gaggle of kids around me and animals and I want to have like life giving conversations with people like you that I love. And I want to experience life and I want others to as well. But it gets Mm. a little bit tricky when we have a lot coming at us. And so that's why I want to share three strategies that I've used that has given me more time to live a fulfilling life.
0: Mm, That's so beautiful that it's not just about getting more done. It's about living a fulfilling life. Thank you for making that point. And I'm excited to jump in. So what's your first takeaway?
1: The first one is to practice life stacking. So life stacking is one activity that covers many areas in your life. So it's different than multitasking, which is trying to do two similar tasks at once, like pay your bills and talk on the phone. It's different than tandem tasking, which I'm a fan of, which would be like listening to this podcast while you're folding your laundry. Mm -hmm. Live stacking is one activity that covers many areas. So this idea comes from Katie Bowman from Nutritious Movement podcast. And she said that she's often asked like how she's able to do it all. And Rachel can see my air quotations, Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) but
1: she intentionally does activities that serve many purposes. So for instance, Katie took her family to meet another family in the community to pick at a community garden. And she quotes, so an hour, she did an hour of movement. I did an hour of family time. I did an hour of educating my children about where food comes from. I did an hour for my community. I did an hour with my spouse. I did an hour with my friends and an hour of picking food that they actually needed to eat. So she got seven hours worth of stuff in one hour. She then went on to share that she no longer compartmentalizes things, but has shifted to stacking multiple areas in her life into one activity. And so she shared another example about how they had to cut firewood together as a family. And so in one hour, she spent time outside. She was teaching her children how to work hard. They were moving their body. And so it was one activity, but it served multiple purposes. Mm.
0: That is brilliant. You taught me this a while ago, and I started thinking about where could I stack in my life, and one area that we've done it is the drive to and from school. It has to happen anyway, but generally it used to be that Ryan or I would take the kids, but now we all go together, and on that drive to school, we usually do family scriptures and prayer, and then we drop them off, and then on the drive home, I can chat with Ryan about my day. And have a little connection time with him. And so that one, you know, 15, 20 minute drive has covered so many different aspects of what I want to accomplish in a day that I now don't have to figure out when are we going to do family scriptures? When am I going to connect with Ryan? When am I, you know, it's all happening in that same activity in that span of time. So that's an example for my life. What have you done in yours?
1: So I have a couple examples because I remember just feeling so stressed out. I would try to like block time to like meet, you know, a friend for something. And I would try to block time to exercise and spend time outside and train my dog. And it was like, how am I going to fit all these blocks in a day? And once I kind of adjusted, had like a paradigm shift. Now I simply meet my friend every Monday and we walk around a pond nearby And that one activity, I'm developing my friendship, I'm training my dog, I'm spending time outside, and I'm exercising. Mm. And it's interesting because you don't want to expect too much out of an activity. But when you're a little bit more intentional, you find that you can stack your life. You don't have to compartmentalize it. Another Mm. example I just thought of is right now, my fourth grader is trying to learn the United States. And so I bought a board game. And my husband's been playing with him and my other son. And my husband loves board games. So within that board game, he's being fulfilled. My son's learning the United States because it's a United States board game. My other son's learning social skills because he's learning how to lose, which was Mm -hmm. really hard for him. And they're spending time together. And so it's like one board game, but it's covering four areas of our life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And you know, I just talked to my aunt, who's an occupational therapist who specializes in executive function disorders and ADHD. And I should definitely have her on the podcast at some point here. But she mentioned to me that board games are one of the very best ways to build executive functioning skills in kids. And I hate board games, as you may know.
1: Yes, me too. <laughs> and
0: I was like, oh no, that means I need to start playing board games with my kids. I love you just delegated that to Mike, but also I can handle sitting down and playing a board game with my kids once in a while. But it just made me realize I've been worrying about some executive functioning deficits with one of my kids. And I have thought like, okay, I need to start sitting down with them and doing like lessons on these different areas and teaching them. And I'm thinking they're not going to go for that. And then when she gave that idea to me, I was like, oh, well, they would totally go for that. Like a family game where we're learning and we're developing these skills, like the ability to lose and different things. And so it doesn't always have to look like I'm compartmentalizing this one area and sitting down to do this work. You can sort of build it more into family life.
1: It's true. And I think that the people that, feel satisfied and fulfilled in their life, do this either intentionally or intuitively.
0: Yeah. We'll be right back to finish our takeaways, but first a quick message about our episode sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Ana Luisa Jewelry. As you know, at this show, I like to present my takeaways in threes. So today I'd like to tell you three things I love about Ana Luisa Jewelry, which is spelled A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. First, they craft high-quality jewelry pieces at affordable prices, starting at only $39. Second, they're carbon neutral. From their packaging to their products, they care about their impact on the planet. And third, their designs are unique and make me feel empowered, elegant, and at my finest. I love Ana Luisa's dainty gold jewelry, and right now I am really digging their rings, which you can get for 10% off, along with anything else on their site, with the code 3IN30. The first ring that caught my eye on their site is the Chloe, an interwoven gold band with a simple yet vintage-inspired look. You could wear it alone or stack it with other rings. And if you're looking for something a little chunkier, I love the Michelle Signet, which is a statement ring featuring a bright green square malachite gemstone against a gold band. It is truly stunning. To see these rings along with beautiful bracelets, necklaces, and earrings, go to shopanaluisa.com slash 3in30. Treat yourself and your loved ones and use my code 3in30 to get 10% off. I absolutely recommend Ana Luisa Jewelry. They're a great brand making beautiful, sustainable jewelry. So go check out shop.analuisa.com slash 3in30, code 3in30. This podcast is also sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work, especially the most important one you can have in your life, your relationship with yourself. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about, we'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? I have been prioritizing taking care of myself by going to therapy at least twice a month for almost 10 years now, and it has absolutely changed my life and my perspectives. It's helped me to decrease overwhelm and cope with stress in healthy ways. This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does, and therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and 3 and 30 listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com 3 in 30. That's betterhel dot 3 in 30. Okay, so that's life stacking. And then what's your second takeaway?
1: Use sharp tools. And so I have a background in dental hygiene, mm-hmm. and, as you know. <laughs> and one of the things that they always said in school was sharp tools like work. And it was true, the sharper our tools were, the faster and more efficient. We didn't have to use as much energy. It was more comfortable for the patient. And that was kind of drilled into our heads that sharp tools make light work. And I never really applied it to my overall life until one day I was in the living room and my two-year-old was in the kitchen and I heard the worst sound a mom can hear. And it was like the psh- and I immediately froze because I knew it was a huge family sized bag of Cheerios on the floor. <laughs> and when I walked in there, my little two year old was scurrying with a spoon with three Cheerios in it all the way across the kitchen and throwing it in the trash. And then he would scurry back and he put three Cheerios in it and do it over and over. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's like a metaphor for my life, like working really hard <laughs> and trying really hard and not getting anywhere. And it wasn't until I got the broom and the dustpan out that there was any real progress made. And Mm. I realized we can work really hard and not get results. And it's oftentimes because we don't have the right tools. Mm,
0: Yeah. Or we have the tools, but they're not sharp. Right. We, We aren't maintaining them, or we aren't allowing ourselves to invest in an upgrade that would save us so much time. I immediately thought of my tech, You know, I had this old laptop for years and I thought, I don't want to buy a new one because that's expensive. But the amount of time that I spent waiting, it would give me that like pinwheel of death when it was loading. (laughs) And for some reason, anytime I tried to attach a photo to an email, it would immediately just like shut down. And I do a lot of attachments and sending And finally, I just thought this is ridiculous. Yes, it's going to cost money to buy a new laptop, but the amount of energy and effort that I'm going to save that I can pour back into my work or my family is going to be absolutely worth it. And so I need to upgrade this tool because sharp tools make light work.
1: It's true. And sometimes the tools are like tangible things like your laptop Mm -hmm. or other times it's just because we don't spend the time to go get the right tool. Like I remember hearing an example of a lady, instead of grabbing her hammer to, to put a nail in the ball, she was trying to do it with her shoe.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> because that's what was, you know, handy.
0: And Like right there, she didn't want to walk down to the garage. Yeah, she didn't want to walk away.
1: downstairs and get the hammer. And it's like <laughs> we do stuff like that when there are tools that will make it a lot easier. Another mm. thing to think about is sometimes the tools are our own skills, like, Getting a mentor or reading a book or something, when we have different skills or sharp tools, things are easier. Mm. Like every area of your life, you can probably get someone to give you a tool.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, take a little bit of time to read some articles to boost up your skills or watch some YouTube videos. We live in an amazing time where you can learn how to do a lot of things if you invest a little bit of time and it will make your work lighter and quicker. And I do feel like this takeaway about sharp tools and investing in the right tools leads really well into your third takeaway. So tell us about that.
1: So the third takeaway is to practice time multiplying. Mm. Time multiplying is where you put the time early in to save more time in the future. And the idea comes from the author Rory Baden. And he shares an example about how we often think like we don't have time to do things like backup or computer but then inevitably someone will spill a drink on it and we have to spend a lot of time getting information off. And so it's about putting the upfront work in so that later you can receive the benefits. So something that comes to my mind is like automating your bills. Like it Mm. takes a little time to set up, but then through the year you save a ton of time by not having to do it every month. Mm. It also could be putting systems into your family life, like spending the time to teach your kids different skills can save time in the future.
0: Yeah, which doesn't seem easy up front, but it's like an investment that has compound interest over time. It, It will pay off many, many times over for that upfront investment of time and energy. What are some examples of things you've done in your life to multiply your time?
1: So one example that we started recently Like we set up the kid of the day. And so I have three kids and each kid. So Monday, Tuesday is my youngest and then middle and then oldest gets Friday, Saturday and then Sunday. No one. But the kid of the day is the person that has to unload the dishwasher. And they are the person that says family prayer. And they are the person that if we have to decide on something that typically they would fight over, like who gets the blue, you know, snow cone. I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> mm-hmm. they are the person that gets it. But they also are the person that gets 15 minutes of talk time every night where I lay by them and we talk. And it's 15 minutes of me being present. So that was one system that we put in place that has saved a lot of heartache. Mm. We're no longer who's going to do this, who's going to do that. And so setting up these systems, whether it be for mills or your house early on, can save so much time later.
0: Yeah, I think that makes so much sense. And you are the queen of systems in your home and your physical space, which we're going to talk about in next week's episode, all about organization, but thinking about how you can create systems that will save you time and energy, even things like A system for the passwords on your computer so that you're not constantly trying to remember and look it up and have to send a reset email. And I'm totally speaking from personal experience on this one. (laughs) You know, just those little things that you think I should deal with this now so that it doesn't become a bigger issue later. And it doesn't continue to suck my time away from me.
1: Right. And you can take a ton of time. And put systems in place or you can do it through your daily life. Mm. Like for me, I had the same thing where I felt like I was spending all my time resetting passwords and now I have a password. And as I come up to a new situation, I put reset password and I put that new one in. And now all of my passwords are the same.
0: Yeah. which I don't know if an internet security specialist would recommend, but it (laughs) (laughs) it definitely saves time and energy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so something else that I do to save time is I kind of just work around myself oh okay like there are some quirky quirky tendencies Mm -hmm. and I have been in a ton of pickles and because of that I have like tiles on all my keys and my wallet because I will lose my keys or wallet sometime Mm -hmm. and I have backup stuff in my car because sometime I will be somewhere where I need $5 or I forgot to do my kid's hair. And, you know, I need a rubber band and a bow. And so sometimes I think that in order to save time is we have to kind of preventative work around ourselves. Like think about what we might forget. If you have babies, hidden diapers in your car. And That kind of stuff adds up when you're not having to run back for something because you forgot it.
0: Mm, Yeah. And you and I are very similar in this way. It's like we're both organized and yet also scattered at the same time and figuring out how to manage our scattered tendencies and make them work for us.
1: Right. I remember years ago listening to a podcast from Just Lively and she talked about how when you're up against a brick wall, you don't necessarily have to use a wrecking ball to knock it over. Sometimes you can just use a ladder. And I think both of us, we see the same therapist. Like, we would have worked through this if, if it was something that we wanted to work through. But for me, it's like, just take a ladder. Like, I will have to have a backup charger in my purse because of the hundreds of stories I could tell you about being somewhere in my phone dying and not being able to get back. So oh, yeah. I just have to work around my tendencies. And it sounds kind of like it won't make a big difference, but all of a sudden you're like, wow, I have a lot more time and I'm not hitting all these friction points in my family. Like things are running smooth.
0: Yeah. So do you recommend people think of some current problem areas in their life and then, move backwards or try to figure out what they could do to multiply their time and to support them in that problematic area in their life?
1: Yeah, I think that anytime you have thoughts like, oh, yeah, I don't have time for that, then you probably should do it right then mm, <laughs> or make time for it because mm. the preventative thinking mindset, like you know how they say an ounce of prevention is a pound of cure.
0: Mm. It
1: really does make a difference to move things forward before they become a big deal.
0: Yeah, and you know, I even think of that in connection to the way we treat our bodies. Yeah. Is that, you know, I often think I don't have time to exercise or to eat nourishing foods or whatever, but the way that I treat my body now is probably going to save me a lot of time and energy later of if I develop health problems, you know. I'm sharing this from personal experience because I have developed health problems from overworking my body and I've realized that I just need to carve out the time now to take care of myself well, because I'll end up spending a lot more time later trying to fix everything, if that makes sense. That does. Well, Candy, thank you so much for sharing these three productivity tips for moms of ways to make time for the things that matter most to them. And we are going to talk a lot more about your work next week when we talk about organization, but can you just give everybody a sneak peek of what you do if they want to work more with you and getting systems in place in their life and in their home?
1: Yeah, so I I call it like a mentorship, but I think that home organization is a skill set that can be learned and most organizers are following the same formula. And so I like to FaceTime do a project with people and kind of walk them through that so then in the future they can do it themselves, that they can have the skill themselves to organize. Mm.
0: Yeah. So you offer these virtual organization packages where you support people and give them the tools they need and you teach people. It's like we were saying with the sharp tools. Hiring a mentor to teach you is a way of having sharp tools so that you don't spend all this time spinning your wheels when you could just have an expert help you to get to where you want to go. Absolutely. Well, I will put the information for working with Candy in the show notes, and we can't wait to hear from her again next week. And thank you so much for coming on 3 and 30.
1: Thank you, Rachel.
0: I loved that conversation with my dear friend, Candy, and I can't wait for you to hear from her again next week, all about how to organize any space, which is truly Candy's specialty. So stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, here are Candy's three takeaways for finding more time to live a more fulfilling life. First, practice life stacking. Remember, life stacking is one activity that covers many areas of your life. For example, every Monday, Candy meets her friend to walk around a nearby pond. In that hour, she's getting physical exercise, developing a friendship, training her dog, and spending time outside. This week, take some time to consider which of your important life priorities you could stack together to make the most of your time. Second takeaway, use sharp tools. As moms, we can work really hard without getting results, and it's often because we don't have the right tools. We might need to invest in or upgrade our actual tools or or we might need to invest time or money into learning and finding mentorship to improve our skills so we can get faster at the tasks that matter most to us. And third and finally, practice time multiplying. This is when we put in the work up front to receive the benefits later. I'm happy to report that since the time of recording this episode, I invested some upfront time in getting my password situation figured out. The real hero here was my podcast editor, Christy, who helped me compile a list of all of my passwords and get them entered into an online tool called LastPass. It took us a ton of time, but we are already seeing the benefits as we no longer have to search high and low or text other members of the team anytime we need a password. I know this is going to be a gift that keeps on giving. And this week, I want to challenge you to look at your common sticky spots in life. The things that slow you down over and over and ask yourself if you could upgrade your tools to make them sharper in that area or multiply your time by doing a big task that you've been avoiding, but that will pay off dividends later. I'd love to hear what you decide to do. I'm so grateful to Candy for sharing these three productivity tips to help moms make time for the things that matter most to them. Stay tuned for next week when we will dive into organization. And in the meantime, if you're feeling like you would benefit from learning systems and organization tips in a mentor session with Candy, she would love to work with you. Follow the link in the show notes to get in touch with her. My friends, I'm rooting for you. I hope you know that. I want you to build a family life that you love, and I hope that the tips in this week's episode will help you to have the time and the bandwidth to do that. You are doing a really good job, and I hope you have a wonderful week with your family.